0: This summer, the world must answer one question. Why has no one made a popsicle that gets you high yet? That's right, it's summer, and it's time for you to get your hands on America's new favorite product, Danksicles. 20 milligrams of THC in two great flavors, the latest and greatest innovation from Indicloud. Is Indicloud the greatest company to come out of America? Maybe. head over to indicloud.co/spring24. That's co.com to snag 30 percent off your first order Hey everyone. My name is Nikki Young and this is Serial Napper, an international true crime podcast. I'm back with another true crime story to lull you to sleep or perhaps to give you nightmares. In the last episode, I covered the case of Regan Hancock, who was murdered and had her baby cut out of her stomach by an acquaintance. In that case, both the mother and the baby died from the attack. But what would have happened if the baby lived and was raised by their kidnapper and the mother survived the attack? Tonight, we're going to talk about a case where that just about nearly happened. A mother's intuition is real, and Luz Cuevas was living proof of that. Authorities and fire experts would tell her that her newborn baby had perished in an accidental fire, but Luz always felt like her daughter was alive. Is it possible that she survived the fire, or was she never in the fire at all? We're talking about the case of Delamar Vera, the little girl who lived two different lives until she was six years old. Let's jump right in. In December of 1997, the Cuevas family was getting ready to celebrate Christmas in snowy Philadelphia. The excitement in the home was palpable, not only for the holidays. But the mother of the house, Luz, had just brought home from the hospital a baby girl named Delamar. This was Luz's third child, but it was her first baby girl with her husband Pedro, and the family was over the moon excited to finally have her home. She was just 10 days old, eating and sleeping a ton, cooing and snuggling with her parents and siblings the family was getting ready to settle into their small row house for the evening when there was a knock on the door. It was a distant family member named Carolyn Correa. She was related to Luz's husband Pedro Vera and was a second or third cousin to him. Carolyn had been at their home the day prior and now she was at the door because she said she had forgotten her purse there. Pedro allowed Carolyn to come into the house to have a look for her purse, which she thought she left upstairs. It was later in the evening, so at this point, both of the boys were in bed, and the newborn little girl, Delamar, she was asleep upstairs in the front bedroom. Luz would say, suddenly and seemingly out of nowhere, she heard a loud explosion come from upstairs. She ran from downstairs up the stairs to see what was happening, and that's when she saw the fire, which was located in the front bedroom where the baby was sleeping. Even though the flames were out of control, Luz would say that she fought through them to get to her baby, but she was shocked to find that the crib was empty. It would get too hot for Luz to stay in the home any longer, so she ran outside where the rest of her family was safely waiting. Luz was convinced that someone had taken her baby, but when the flames were finally put out, firefighters would say that the flames, the fire, it had likely burned so hot that there wouldn't be any remnants of a body left behind, especially that of a tiny newborn baby. Now, all of this would be according to Delamar's mother, Luz, but it's important to note that there are several different versions of events that have been told over the years. Jeremy Farson, a neighbor who lived just a few doors down, would say that he ran outside after hearing people screaming. In particular, someone was yelling that the baby's room was on fire. When he got outside, he saw Vera's home up in flames. Another neighbor standing outside the fire told him that the two adults of the household, Pedro and Luz, were away at the time, and the kids were at home being babysat by their grandmother. Farson tried, along with the other neighbors, to make sure that the house was all clear and everyone got out safe, and to try to put the fire out with a nearby garden hose. Sadly, the flames were far too high for anyone to do anything substantial while they waited for the fire department to arrive on the scene. While Farson stood there with the hose to the fire, he would say that Luz pulled up to the house screaming and crying. She got out of the vehicle and ran into the home which was on fire, looking for her children. This was around the same time that the fire department arrived at the house. Luz would exit the home coughing from all of the smoke inhalation, but she didn't have her baby in her arms. She was convinced her baby was not in that home, even as firefighters tried to tell her otherwise. It would take the fire department around 15 minutes to get the fire under control. Everyone in the family was accounted for, all except for baby Delamar. Still, Luz cried that her baby was missing and not in the fire. She would be treated for burns to both her face and ears, as well as for smoke inhalation. Investigators would determine the cause of the fire to be a faulty, jimmy-rigged extension cord that was used to connect a space heater into the baby's room, which is really sad because clearly these parents were just trying to keep their baby warm. The fire department would recover what they believed to be baby Delamar's remains in a yellow blanket, but when it was tested, it would turn out to be mattress debris, not a body. Either way, the fire department was convinced that the baby must have perished in the fire and the flames were just so hot that they completely destroyed her body. It was all an accident as a result of the extension cord a tragic fire of a family home resulting in a baby's death. No funeral would be held for the baby, and it's alleged that the medical examiner's office never even issued a death certificate for Delamar. Case closed. But it wasn't case closed for Luz. She was sure that she did not see Delamar lying in her crib when she battled through the flames. She was certain that someone must have set the fire deliberately and then taken her baby. Unfortunately, no one was listening, not even Luz's husband and baby Delamere's father, Pedro. The fire and resulting devastation were far too much for their marriage to survive, and sadly they would divorce. Pedro trusted what the fire department was telling him, that his baby daughter had died in the fire. He had no reason not to believe them. But Luz, Luz always held on to hope. It would become a point of contention in the marriage. They would constantly argue about whether or not Delamar died in that fire. The fighting got so bad that ultimately they would make the decision to separate. Luz would try her best to carry on and continue to raise her two other children while still feeling like a big piece of her heart was missing. But everything would change in January 2003 when she attended a family member's birthday party. In attendance at the party was Carolyn Correa, Pedro's cousin, the same cousin who was at the Vera house the night prior to the fire and quite possibly the night of the fire. Carolyn brought a little girl with her, who she said was her daughter, named Aaliyah. Right off the bat, Aaliyah caught Luz's eye. The longer she stared at this little girl, the faster she came to the realization that this child looked identical to her daughter, Delamar. And she looked to be about the same size and the same age that Delamar would be if she were still alive. And... She had the same unique dimples that her other children had. Luz was sure that Aaliyah was actually her daughter Delamar and that Carolyn must have kidnapped her the night of the fire. She knew that the police weren't going to just take her word for it, so she needed some sort of solid evidence. Some confirmation of who she really was. Luz told the little girl that she had some gum stuck in her hair and she would help her to get it out. While pretending to remove the gum, she pulled some strands of her hair out of her head and put them in a baggie. As you can imagine, when she showed up at the police station with this bag of hair, the police didn't really take what she was saying seriously. They certainly weren't going to run any DNA tests. That was a waste of money and resources, or so they thought. I want to talk like a local, which is why I'm excited to use Rosetta Stone, the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. Rosetta Stone truly immerses you in the language you want to learn and has been a trusted expert for 30 years with millions of users and 25 languages offered, including Spanish, French, Italian, German, and more. Rosetta Stone helps you to think in the language you're learning using an intuitive process that's designed for long-term retention. Their built-in True Accent feature gives you feedback on your pronunciation so that you're easily understood by native speakers. They have convenient desktop and app options, so you can learn on the go, and they offer a lifetime membership that includes all 25 languages at an incredible value. And now you can save even more with 50% off. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Serial Napper listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com/slash today today. Sunnier, warmer days are almost here. Why not get a head start on looking and feeling your best this summer by trying something new like Factor's no prep, no mess meals that are ready to eat in just two minutes? Get a helping hand to meet your wellness goals with Factor's Chef Crafted Meals that include different nutritional options like calorie smart. Protein Plus, and Keto. Healthy meal planning has never looked so good with Factor's fresh, never-frozen meals that are also dietitian-approved. No matter how busy you are, Factor can help kickstart and maintain a new healthy routine by making it easy to enjoy nutritious meals on the go. Plus, you'll never get bored eating the same thing every day because they offer 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week. The case of the house fire was long since closed, and it was assumed that Delamar was deceased. There was no reason to run a DNA test against this girl's hair, especially because Caroline Correa was able to provide a birth certificate for her daughter, Aaliyah, which said that she was born on January 6, 1998, in a home birth. Carolyn listed herself as the attendant, basically saying that she gave birth at home by herself. She was able to register this baby's birth by providing an affidavit from the local registrar's office. That was all she needed to get a birth certificate for baby Aaliyah. And it was enough for the police to be satisfied that Aaliyah was not really baby Delamar. No matter how hard Luz pushed the police to do the testing, because she knew that that was her baby, they wouldn't pursue it any further. It wasn't until she went to Pennsylvania Representative Angel Cruz, who put pressure on the authorities to look further, then Luz would get the answers that she was looking for. When a DNA test was completed, it would be determined 100% that Aaliyah Ann Hernandez was actually Delamar Vera. Caroline Correa had deliberately set fire to their home in order to take the baby. As if this story couldn't get any stranger, it's reported that Caroline did actually give birth to a baby in her home just three days before the fire took place. But it's unclear what happened to that baby. Caroline's boyfriend at the time believed that she was pregnant with a little girl and that he was the father but we don't know what happened to that baby and if maybe that's the reason she decided to steal Delamar. But a close family friend would confirm assisting Caroline with her home birth. Did Caroline's baby die shortly after she had given birth? Was the baby stillborn? We don't know. Either way, Caroline appeared to be shocked to learn that she was not Aaliyah's biological mother. She refused to to believe that Aaliyah was actually Delamar. It was to the point that she paid an independent lab to run a DNA test, which again would confirm that the child was not Caroline's biological daughter. Caroline was devastated to learn the results, which truly did seem to surprise her. One of her close friends, Mary Lou Pachalis, would say that a hysterical Caroline cried to her. She cried, Where's my baby, Mary Lou? I thought for six years, Aaliyah was my baby. If Aaliyah's not my baby, who has mine? While there are a lot of different versions of what happened the night of the fire and then what happened over the years with Caroline raising Aaliyah Dilemma. it sounds like Caroline really was pregnant at one point and gave birth to a live baby. Something may have happened to that baby in the days leading up to the fire, Maybe Carolyn has blocked it all out and really doesn't remember what happened with baby Aaliyah or with the house fire and taking baby Delamar. Maybe she snapped and blocked it all out and convinced herself truly that Delamar was really Aaliyah. Carolyn had a history of difficult pregnancies and losing children. In 2001, she became pregnant with her husband, However, tragically, the baby was born with a heart defect and died just a few hours after being born. She would also suffer from several miscarriages over the years. It's likely that she was suffering from a postpartum mental health issue when she stole Delamar. Because those who knew Carolyn described her as being a very happy and energetic woman and a doting mother who loved her daughter very much. By all accounts, Carolyn took very good care of Aaliyah slash Delamar over all of the years that she had her. While kidnapping a child was totally out of character for Carolyn, fires were not. She had a history of starting them, and she may have even been a pyromaniac. In 1998, she set fire to a medical office that she was working at, and she received five years of probation. The fire wasn't a mistake. Investigators believed that Carolyn was trying to destroy evidence. She had been stealing checks from her company, and she was very close to getting caught and being turned in to the police. For setting fire to the Vera home and taking their baby, she would be charged with kidnapping, arson, assault, concealing the whereabouts of a child, and interfering with the custody of a child she would turn herself into authorities and she would be sentenced to nine years to 30 years behind bars, which I mean, that's a huge gap of time. And I'm guessing it will ultimately depend on her behavior. When this case went to trial, things got really messy. Carolyn would accuse Delamar's father, Pedro, of being in on the whole kidnapping plan. There would be rumors and allegations that Pedro was actually having a romantic relationship with his dear cousin Carolyn, and the plan was for the three of them to be a family. All of this was just speculation, and none of it would be proven. However, the judge would even confirm that they believed a second person was likely involved. They just weren't sure who. No one else would be charged for the fire or with the kidnapping. With Carolyn now in jail, Delamar would be reunited with her biological parents, Pedro and Luz, as well as her two siblings. Delamar was now seven years old, and she went by the name Aaliyah, as that's what she had been called for her entire life. Carolyn had raised Delamar to be English-speaking only, which made communicating a bit complicated as Pedro and Luz only spoke Spanish and very broken English. So much time had passed over the years that it was a difficult path to navigate, but it was worth it to build those relationships. Elia slash Delamar would move into her biological mother's home and spend the rest of her childhood growing up with her two biological brothers. Well, as for Carolyn, she will likely never get to see the little girl that she raised as her daughter. But time will tell if, when that little girl grows up, she wants to pursue a relationship with the broken woman who took her. If you find this story interesting... There is a Lifetime movie based upon this story called Little Girl Lost. It's a decent watch. It's based on the events of Della Marvera, but it definitely has more of a Hollywood spin on it. So it's not completely factual, but it is a pretty good watch if you're interested in learning a little bit more. That's it for me tonight. If you want to reach out, you can find me on Facebook at Serial Mapper. You can also search for me on Apple or Spotify or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Check me out on Twitter at Serial underscore Napper or I'm on YouTube. And if you're watching on YouTube, I'd love if you could give me a thumbs up and subscribe. Until next time, stay safe, stay kind, especially in the comments. Bye.